Madison, the first week of December, 1969. On campus, the last month of the decade begins with a major step for black studies, while Crazy Legs cans Coda. One great professor is honored, another is mourned. And there's open warfare between the city and its schools. Protests paid dividends this week as the UW faculty unanimously endorses a bachelor's degree major in a new department of Afro-American studies, one of the main demands from the black student strike in February. The department, with interdisciplinary sections in history, culture and literature, and society, is expected to start next fall with about 1,500 students and six faculty, two of them full professors. But because the department will not give students full equal authority for curriculum and personnel, the Daily Cardinal denounces it as, quote, an insulting compromise that was utterly unacceptable. Elsewhere on campus, the bill for football failure comes due as the John Coda era ends. When the athletic board hired Coda to replace coach Milt Brune after the 1966 season, it gave him a three-year contract. His first two years, Badgers didn't win a game. This season, they won three. Good enough for a fifth-place tie in the Big Ten? Not good enough to save his job. On the firm recommendation of Athletic Director Elroy Hirsch, the Athletic Board this week declines to give Coda another contract. Quite a different story for history professor George Mossy, voted this week a $4,000 prize for gifted teaching by the Danforth Foundation of St. Louis. Mossy, named the first John Bascom Professor of History in 1965 for his work in the Social and Intellectual History of Europe, is on leave this semester to teach at Hebrew University in Jerusalem. In the Madison Public Schools, years of frustration boil over this week as the Board of Education finally has its fill of city control and starts the process to declare its independence. Under state law of the time, the school board did not have independent budget authority, but was subject to the city acting as its fiscal control board. All the school board could do was decide how to spend whatever money the city council said it could. This year, city finance director Andre Blum gets Mayor Bill Dyke and the city council to impose more than a million and a quarter dollars in cuts, a direct reduction of 400000 and order that 850000 from the sale of school property be applied to retire the school debt rather than be invested with interest in the school construction account, as had always been done, and $120,000 in mandatory new personnel costs. School Superintendent Douglas Ritchie complains about the yahoos in City Hall and warns, quote, education is going to suffer tremendously. But it was all legal, the city says, because City Attorney Edwin Conrad said so. And since the city attorney is also the school board's attorney, not much the school board can do about it. Except consider closing some schools, figure out how to hire independent counsel, and vote six to one to start studying how to become an independent, unified school district, free from city control. The only opposition comes from member Douglas Onsager, who in 1977 would become alderperson Douglas Onsager. Finally, 
the passing of the renowned economist UW Professor Emeritus Harold M. Groves, the intellectual and political father of Wisconsin's first-in-the-nation Unemployment Compensation Act and an important supporter of Frank Lloyd Wright. Professor Groves, who came to the Wisconsin faculty in 1924 under the legendary John R. Commons and later held the chair named in his honor, was the personal embodiment of the Wisconsin idea, serving in the Assembly and Senate in the early 30s as a progressive Republican and also as state tax commissioner. Locally, along with his wife Helen, he was one of the leading advocates for Wright's Monona Terrace, serving six years on the city's auditorium committee, until being replaced by the new mayor, the anti-Monona Terrace, Henry Reynolds, in 1961. Professor Groves was 72 when he passed away in his sleep on December 2nd at the family home, 1418 Drake Street. His memory is for a blessing. And that's this week's Madison History Podcast. For the award-winning WORT News Team, I'm Stu Levitan. <laughs>